Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com for Saturday, February 13th at the fairgrounds. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Four graded stakes make up their late pick four, which culminates with a derby prep, the grade two Risen Star, and the uh, penultimate, penultimate race is a Kentucky Oaks race prep, the uh, grade two Rachel Alexandra. So a uh, nice card. Uh, notice they've had a lot of rain in the New Orleans area. I was looking at the forecast for Saturday, and the, I think the rain chance was 70% on Friday and dropped to like 45 on Saturday. So uh, it'll be certainly a, a less than ideal turf course if they get to run on it. Hopefully they will stay on it. Only one turf race in this late pick four sequence. So, Jim, let's jump into the 10th race, the grade three mine shaft on the main track at a mile and a 16th for four-year-olds and up. We've got Maxfield as the big favorite in there. How do you see it? Yeah, Maxfield is probably using this race as a prep for Dubai. Uh, I was talking to some of his connections yesterday, and um, this horse, I mean, it's four for four. I mean, he's got all the talent in the world, but obviously he had some physical issues last year after uh, winning the, the Matt win and had, was off until December and came back uh, in the fairgrounds race in December 19th to Tenacious, and obviously it was just a tune-up for this one. He's, he's training great in the morning. Uh, Brendan Walsh loves his horse. Uh, Florent Giroux loves his horse. And I think he's going to Dubai if he, if he does well here. He's an obvious single, but he didn't have to win this race. Uh, they want to keep him undefeated, I'm sure. But he looks like the best horse in the race by far to me. I think there are, the only other horses I can make a, a real case for are Blackberry Wine, who uh, ran well against Title Ready uh, back in the Louisiana Stakes here on January 16th uh, and beat Wells Bayou that day. Giroux gets off Wells Bayou to take um, Maxfield for Brendan Walsh, so he gets off Brad Cox to, to ride this horse, so he really likes Maxfield, I'm sure. And I, I just think that if, if you want to make the ticket more uh, more coverage-wise, I would use Blackberry Wine. But I think when we get to pick four, I'm going to single Maxfield. Uh, I've liked him since uh, his maiden win at Churchill and the Breeders' Futurity at, at Keeneland when he just blew them off, blew the doors off everybody. Then uh, he had some issues, couldn't get the Breeders' Cup. Uh, hopefully they got him together now and that he's ready for a huge effort here um, and only his fifth lifetime start. And that's why you take a look at that 98 buyer in his fourth start. He's going to he's going to run 100 if he's ready. So um, I'm going to single him here. I'm going to pull for him really hard because I'd love to see this horse do well. Uh, that's the obvious one uh, for me as well. But I am going to try to I'm going to pick somebody else and use two horses in the pick four. And I could be talked into adding blackberry wine too if you wanted to to uh really give yourself a second chance to upset the favorite but i'm going to take one shot and, and use both of these in the pick four and it's enforceable just off the last race uh, on january 21st a 103 buyer um so that was a lifetime best number this is a horse they've obviously had a, a high opinion on the spots that they've put him in uh, he's won two of three uh, of his three wins, two of them have come at the fairgrounds. So he likes this track, just ran a lifetime best buyer, and I mentioned the rain. This horse has a really good pedigree for an off track if uh, it is less than fast. And for all of those reasons, I'm going to take a shot with Enforceable here and use him and Maxfield in the uh, pick four when we get to that. And uh, Blackberry Wine would be the other one. I think he's run well at the fairgrounds also. And um, if you're trying to to beat Maxfield and really – 
juice up the pick four, that would be another one to take a look at. But it's going to be enforceable for me. Um, but Maxfield, obviously, the one to beat. Next up is the grade three, the fairgrounds stakes. This one's on the turf at a mile and an eighth. Hopefully it stays there. Four-year-old's it up. And uh, I took factor this. Uh, I like the, the good number that he had on an off turf up at Pimlico. And he said other good races on less than firm turf. Uh, two wins at the fairgrounds. Uh, has good speed, which uh, I think can be helpful when the turf is less than, than firm. And sometimes uh, horse just gets out there and stays. Don't blame Rocket. Has run well at the fairgrounds. Uh, logical myth seems to be in lifetime best form. Uh, Dan Sateria makes the second start in this country for Graham Motion. And having raced overseas, uh, encountered uh, less than firm turf before. And then uh, I'm going to throw in Spectacular Gem as well on his best day. I think he could be a player with this group. But uh, factor this on the win side for me. How about you? I went with Dan Sateria. Uh, the Grand Motion connection. I, I, I love him getting a horse from uh, from Europe or and uh, from Australia, Germany and Australia. Uh, second time North American. Uh, he ran well at Gulfstream in his uh, prep race for this. Uh, only got beat three quarters of a length. Went off at three to one. Graham ships him to Fairgrounds. I think again uh, the horse is raced on soft and good turf, and I think there's no shot you get firm turf here. Um, and I'll, I'll do a caveat here. If it, they take it off the turf, I think you, you just got to spread in this race because there's really no great dirt form uh, unless Blackberry Wine stays in this race, and that, that may be the case. If they were to take it off the turf, Blackberry Wine would scratch out, out of the, uh, the mine shaft and run here. But I'm assuming they're going to stay on the turf, and I'm, I'm going to take uh, Dan Sateria. Factor this would be my second choice. Uh, he has run. He has run well on yielding turf as well. One at Pimlico last year and got a 110 buyer. So that's my two top choices here. But I'm also going to use uh, logical myth that you mentioned for Joe Sharp. Don't blame Rocket for Norm Cassie. And I'm going to throw in a set piece for Brad Cox, um, just because he's won the last two at Turfway on on uh, synthetic, but he's got some back wins at. On turf, he had a 117 time form rating in Great Britain. So set piece at 10 to 1 for Brad Cox. He's the quote unquote other Brad Cox, but Giroux sticks with this one rather than, I don't know if he had the choice to ride factor this or set piece, but they put Bridge Mahan on factor this. So I think that's a good angle as well. So I'm going to go five deep when we get there, but Dance Terrier would be my pick. Now we move to a Kentucky Oaks prep that's been a very productive prep for the Oaks in recent years, the Rachel Alexandra, grade two. Three-year-old Phillies going a mile and a 16th. How do you see this one? I keep talking about Brad Cox horses, but I, he's loaded just like he always is. And one thing we didn't talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, um, before the, uh, in the introduction is that Oakland has canceled all their races this weekend. So they had uh, some bad weather coming in, and they just decided to cancel early, and so they're not running at all. Uh, so there were a couple horses, I think, that may have gone to Oakland that came here, and the, and the jockeys are coming to Fairgrounds. So Fairgrounds is the, uh, the big place this weekend. Travel column in here uh, won the Goldenrod in November and was very impressive with a terrible trip. I mean, if you go back and watch that race, I don't know how she won. And she overcame that trouble. Uh, really impressive for a two-year-old and only her third lifetime start. She's training well for Cox. Cox is on fire. 
these days. He's 25% at fairgrounds, 24% overall. And I think Travel Column is, is going to be a deserved favorite here. I'm also going to use a couple of others here, though. I'm going to use Claire Air for uh, Steve Asmussen uh, out of the same race, only lost by one length to Travel Column, and also had some trouble at the start. So she didn't have a great trip either. So depending on how tough that goldenrod was, the one and two choices here are coming out of the same race for me. But I'm also going to use, just in case I'm wrong, I'm going to use a couple horses uh, coming out of the Silver Bullet Day. And the winner was Charlie's Penny uh, with 84 buyer. Have a little problem with uh, Minnesota bred stepping up in class here, but uh, she ran great that day at 9-1. to one. And then the horse that ran second, super sensational, uh, was the 9-5 to five second choice there. Got beat by three and a quarter and wasn't really competitive with, with Charlie's Penny. She just kind of clunked up for second. But uh, she may improve. She was off a layoff. She hadn't been out since October. So these three-year-old fillies, you never know how much better they're going to get. But I'm going to go four deep here. Uh, I just think travel column off that troubled trip in the Goldenrod uh, may be a good bet. I'm kind of taking the position that uh, the Goldenrod is uh, the stronger of the two between that and the Silver Bullet Day where several other horses come out of. So I like Travel Column and Clarier also for the reasons that you mentioned. Now, in saying that, I'm going to pick a horse that came out of the Silver Bullet Day. But the reason is uh, two things. One, the price, I think 15 to 1 on the morning line. And the other is that uh, I think this horse might have been uh, uh, the the winner with a better trip and uh, then would have, uh, you know, if that horse had, had won off by a couple of lengths in the Silver Bullet Day, uh, I uh, would have a higher opinion. It's Moon Swag. Uh, third time for the Walsh Barn, and uh, this horse was a little slow. Uh, should have been, you figured off form on the lead last time, a little slow getting into stride, and because of that, just as she was starting to get ready to run and go to the lead, she was in behind a couple of horses and uh, really was, was rank and fighting the jockey, and those horses typically throw in the towel and uh and sometimes they're good bet backs off a big price because they they lose by so much and she was 49 to 1 in that race but what i liked is that she hung around and didn't quit and i think she can improve off that and then um i think she may from that three pole may well be on the lead here and if the track's a little less than uh fast that might be helpful too so i'm going to try that one uh, on top for the win pick but uh, I think Travel Column and Clary Air are definitely uh, one of those two's the probably the more likely winner. But I'm going to use all three of those and uh, kind of taking the opinion that the Golden Rod's the stronger of the two races we're discussing leading into this. But uh, going to try a price play with Moonswag too. Thirteenth uh, race and the wrap up to the pick four is the Grade Two Risen Star for three year olds at a mile and an eighth. And uh, I'll take the uh, Brad Cox. Uh, flag here and go Mandaloon. Uh, this horse was uh, caught behind a slow pace last time with a wide trip. Now, it could be wide here again, but it's a 16th of a mile further to get position going into the first turn. This horse has had two really sharp works since that last race. And being out of an Empire Maker mare, I think he'll love the mile and an eighth. So uh, I have a strong uh, lean toward Mandaloon here. But I'm also going to use Keep Me In Mind, who's uh, shown a lot of quality. Uh, Keeneland was uh, third in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. And then I'm going to throw in Midnight Bourbon. Um, had a nice win last time, but uh, I'm not sure if uh, he's as good as the, the top two. If you want to go deeper, 
you could add uh, Senior Buscador off a nice win at Remington, but stepping up in class, and then Proxy for Mike Stidham, a couple of others that I like. Um, so when we get to the pick four, um, I'll give you a couple of options you could go with. But Mandaloon for me in the Risen Star. How about you? I like the same horses in a different order. Uh, I'm going to take a swing here with the last horse that you mentioned, Senor Buscador. Uh, this horse is going to fly under the radar here. You're going to get a lot of money on Brad Cox. You're going to get a lot of money on Deodoro with Deodoro with Keep Me in Mind. You're going to get a lot of money on the LeCompte winner, Midnight Bourbon. I think Senor Buscador is 6-1 to one morning line. It may get completely overlooked here. It may go off even 7 or 8-1 to one because the Remington horses – uh, especially the really good Remington horses, they they look at them and they say, ah, that, that, they're not that good. That that speed figure is false. Uh, this horse is very impressive in the last race in the Springboard Million at Remington, and should love the stretch out to a mile and an eighth. I mean, he came from 12 links out of it, was dead last at the first two calls, and won by five and three quarters. So that's making up 17 links on the on the leader, and. I just think he's going to get better. And Todd Fincher is not a high-profile uh, uh, trainer, especially at the bigger tracks, but he's a 20% trainer, very consistent. And uh, Quinones comes to ride him. I think Senor Buscador has a big shot in here. And I, I was I was not impressed with Mandaloon's race last time. And I thought he had every chance to win, even though he was wide. And I, I was a little disappointed in the LeCompte. Now, Brad will probably have him ready for this. He might win by six. Keep me in mind is a big shot. Uh, hadn't been out since the Kentucky Jockey Club, so I'm I'm going to think he might need this one. Um, and, and the 12 hole is no bargain, even at a mile and an eighth. And uh, Proxy is the other horse coming out of the comp that might get better. Had a bad start, and uh, Stidham is you know good. All these guys are good trainers, and, and Proxy's got a big shot at eight to one with Velasquez. I, I think it's a wide open race. I don't think there's going to be a strong favorite in here. Uh, Mandalooner, keep me in mind, but if there are things to go away from those horses. And I think Senior Buscador has a big shot in here to pull the upset. So pick four, I'm going to go one four in the first leg and uh, see if I can get enforceable to upset Maxfield. Then four, six, seven, eight, eleven, all five of the ones I mentioned in the fairgrounds. Uh, in the Rachel Alexandra, one, three, and eight. And then five, six, eleven, twelve in the Risen Star for me is a $60 ticket. Now you could add... Uh, another $15 and throw in proxy as well if you want. Uh, but I'm going to st- stay with the 60 bucks and my pick four ticket. And I've had three out of four in the last two. Uh, you had the pick four two weeks ago. So uh, I, I, I'm feeling like I'm due. I'm either going to bomb out or hit it, I think. So I'm either going to go 0 for 4 or 4 for 4. Uh, anyway, how do you like the pick four? I don't think there's any shot you go 0 for 4 with that ticket. <laughs> I could be wrong. Uh, I'm going to single uh, in the first leg with uh, Maxfield, take a stand there, so the four horse. Go five deep in the fairgrounds, and that's two, four, six, seven, eight. Again, a caveat, uh, if it's off the turf, all bets are off. No pun intended, but uh, I think you've got to go really deep in there off the turf. One, two, eight, nine in the uh, Rachel Alexandra, and then going to go two, five, six, eleven, twelve. So I put proxy in there with the four horses that you mentioned. So four with Two four six seven eight with one two eight nine, with two five six eleven twelve is a fifty dollar ticket, and uh, feel pretty good about it. I think Maxfield's going to run big. Got uh, some stakes up at Laurel um, Gulfstream, I think. Um, I think there's maybe one at Aqueduct. You mentioned Oakland is canceled, but there is some 
with the fairgrounds card, some really good racing around the country. So make sure you got your Keeneland Select account ready to rock and roll. As you uh, watch the hoops, you can play the horses. And we'll be back next week for another edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.